What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast for the Farmers Insurance Open 2021. We have a good time in this one. Our buddy Aaron Fleener, caddy for JT Poston, meets us up uh, around the course breakdown. And we talk about Torrey Pines. We talk about the rough. We talk about the greens. We talk about Kikuya grass and how that is to play out of. Very interesting. He talks about a name that he really likes this week that could pop up at the top at Torrey Pines. Fleener is always a good time. We're going to talk about the course breakdown. We're going to have some fun with uh, with Siwoo Kim. It's really good. If you're not watching on YouTube right now, I tell you what, the YouTube content has really upped in 2021. So you need to check that out. It's a good time. As always, we're going to get into our DraftKings picks, our sportsbook picks of the week. We have a slightly different strategy in betting this week, given the nature of Torrey Pines being a two-course rotation. The south course tends to be a more difficult course, and there looks to be some weather this week. So we're going to give you some theory and some strategy on betting outrights and attacking the DFS slate this week that you're going to want to pay attention to. So, yeah, you're going to want to take note of that. Thanks to FantasyNational.com. If you go to FantasyNational.com slash TJ, you get 20% off any membership level that you pick. You can type in the promo code TOURJUNKIES. Tell them that you heard about us. You can get that 20% off. And if you start off with like a weekly membership and you decide you love it and you want to do the monthly or the annual, you can upgrade and you still get the 20% off discount. It is our go-to spot for the last four years now for anything golf-related and stats. So FantasyNational.com slash TJ. For now, let's get into the Farmers Insurance Open 2021. What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast. DB here, Pat Perry with me. Davey headphones here, you know what I mean. Um, new microphones, new audio setup, hopefully coming nice and clear for the folks on the other end. We appreciate you joining us for the Farmers Insurance Open 2021. Pat, uh, our boy Siwoo, he pulled it out mm. this past week. I was ecstatic to see it wrote him up in db's big balls betting card at 66 to 1 you talked about him on the show if people aren't tailing the bets what are they even doing you know and we had cam davis up there too at 90 to 1 you know no clue if you're not tailing us but uh except for a few of the picks last week but we won't yeah. talk about those i mean come there on carnage there was some carnage there was a little bit of carnage some some chalk that uh definitely did not hit but it was it was a good week uh I got to talk about this new technology we're going with here, all these mics and stuff. You've got headphones. I don't. You know how I am with technology. And you always, like, I get in the comfort zone. You're really, is what you are. I mean, I get in the comfort zone, and then you got to just change shit up again. It's just like, I can't even, sorry. And you don't even know how to use the beep correctly on me. You're so bad. I can't. yeah, you know, we're we're making upgrades. We're making upgrades. We're we're uh, running off listeners left and right, but we're making upgrades. We got, you know, nice new mics. We got uh, some fun video elements going. We're going to have another special guest on tonight's podcast, so you don't want to miss that coming in hot here near the course breakdown. Last week we had Gino Benelli, who told you basically that his player was planning on missing the cut, Joel Damon. Hopefully you faded him because guess what? He missed the cut. There's all kind of intel going on around Tour Junkies Nation here. Um, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I have a new toy where I can throw out some sound effects. So any any recommendations for sound effects? Actually, let's do that. In the YouTube comments, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, tell me a new sound effect that I should add and, and maybe even when I should play it. And my favorite one, we'll send you a piece of merch too. Now, if you're watching live on YouTube, first of all, we appreciate it. But 
wait until it's over and then comment. Okay, don't 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 comment live. All right. So new sound effects. That's what I want. Uh, I'm really excited about this little thingy, this little gizmo that I got, so I can throw in all kind of stuff. I can also clip things that Pat says and and play those back for you. So I'm really excited about that too. Um, yeah. Pat, it was a great week. Siwoo delivered on Sunday to hold back Patrick Cantlay, who I was all over last week. You said I was crazy. He broke the course record, shot a 61 on Sunday. Um, it was fantastic to see Siwoo pull it out. You know, now uh, three PGA Tour victories under the age of 25. He and Colin Morikawa, the only two gentlemen that can say that. Everybody forgets how young Siwoo is, you know? Yeah. You feel like he's a grizzled vet, but he's not. He's just a young stud. By the way, if you aren't quite familiar with our love for Siwoo, it runs deep. It is a long-lasting love affair. We've heard some great stories about Siwoo Kim. We've shared a couple of them in the Nut Hut, um, which we probably shouldn't have shared, but we shared them anyway. Uh, some inside-the-rope stories about Siwoo. That's another benefit of being in the Nut Hut is you get uh, maybe potentially inebriated stories late on a Wednesday evening that we shouldn't expose, but we do. Uh, anyway, uh, an electric individual, and he's just so much fun. In fact, he did a video for us uh, over the holidays, and since he won, I mean, uh, the holidays are over, but we're still in January, so we can still, you know, it's still New Year 2021. This can still apply. So I've, I think we should, in honor of Siwa's victory, we should play the video for the people. Sam, hit it. Hello, Siwa Kim here. Wishing all the Tour Junkies fans Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. On behalf of DB, Pat and Ben, the boys are grateful for your support and plan on making 2021 the nuts. Drink your podcast juice responsibly this holiday and F, F the haters. See you. Thank you, producer Sam. Killing it with the cue there, too. Uh, it, it makes me laugh every time because our boy Aaron Fleener said it best when he saw that video. He said, that was the first time Siwoo read the text that he was supposed to say. It was literally the first time, which you could tell. He'd never read it before. He, he got the message and just phone up, let's go, Here, where's my $80 on Cameo? Oh, man, i tell you what, that was great. I, you just got to love some Siwoo. And then him finally coming through on a bet, just – absolutely mm. fantastic uh and you know what the 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 dude just i mean he was just nails down the stretch i mean you know not only did cantley come in front of him shoot you know you know eight yeah. under he goes and does the same thing rolls that birdie in on 17 just uh and he's you know he's throwing driver off the deck a couple times on sunday so it, it was uh it was good to see He's an aggressive individual, but you know, to be such a such an aggressive guy. By the way, if you're already enjoying this, we need you to hit the like button on YouTube, please. Give it give it a thumbs up. Um, he's he's such a great guy. I also really love his Instagram account. Uh, we have a couple of photos that I, I found that I also think are pretty funny um, of Siwoo. He, he's just a fun guy to follow on Instagram. He he uh, over the off season he ate a lot. Look at this picture. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. What? What, 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 there's so many things, Pat, going on in this picture. Uh, he's laid out here with the, his the very what, short shorts. He's the, got his Zoolander face on. What? Why is he holding the dog's leg that way? I don't. And then where is he? There's surely, like, that doesn't look like a hotel, not a hotel you'd want to stay in. It doesn't look like his bedroom. I know. Where is he? It looks like the Bates Motel. He really likes that dog. We have another picture of, uh, of Siwoo's dog. 
look at this. I mean, if this guy doesn't look like a PGA Tour winner, I don't know who does. <laughs> just, just, just living the life, Siwoo. Look at that dog's ears. That's a hideous yeah, dog. Those are, hey, look, man. You know, Siwoo's electric. I'm going to continue pounding him. I'm not going to pound him this week at forty to one or whatever the short number is. But you know, let let people forget about him again. He's an aggressive player. He hits it a long way, um, and I think he's only getting better. So props to Siwoo. Pretty pretty happy about that, and really happy that we hit him at sixty six to one. The Chalk Bomb uh, uh, also had a great week. Listen, we give a ton of free content. The, there's there's one thing behind the paywall, and that's the Nut Hut. And if there are any Nut Hut members in the chat right now, tell uh, tell the people uh, why the Nut Hut is the best ten dollars a month or ninety dollars a year that you've ever you've ever spent in your life. But I'm just saying. Between the chalk bomb, big balls betting card, the 10 key stats, the monkey knife fight lock of the week that did lose this week. So now we're two and one. Um, the uh, the podcast recap, you know, all that free content on tourjunkies.com. You can get it all for free. So, you know, we're just giving away winners for free. No paywall stuff, right? Uh, ben nailed the chalk bomb again this week. He said Patrick Reed was gonna was gonna, you know, bust for everybody. Well, Patrick Reed did. He missed the cut. So to start off 2021, the two chalk bomb emails, two missed cuts. If you're not subscribing to that, you need to go to tourjunkies.com. Click anywhere uh, on any page, bottom right-hand side of the page, you can subscribe to the Chalk Bomb. Uh, we're on a roll. We're on a roll, Pat. Uh, I think that's it for me, man. You ready to you ready to start getting into this? Farmers is a big field. Big field. Tiger's yeah. not here, but it's a great field. Yeah, no, I'm excited about this week. So, What's you, the you got something to say? podcast juice tonight? I'm back on the Wild Leap Vodka right out the freezer. Look at that. God, that looks good, doesn't Ooh. it? I got that. I'm I not doing to, great though. I'm drinking it with a mixer, but I need a restock of the uh, of the wild leap. I'm just going with some beer. I got kind of a hodgepodge, uh, just group of beers here beside me. I'm gonna try some different things. So uh, nothing. Uh, great beers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you ready to get into the course? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think. Okay. Yeah. Course probably is. Should. yeah. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. The course is, yeah. So we're at the Farmers Insurance Open this week, just outside of San Diego, California. San Diego. Uh, we've got... Which, of course, means... Yes. A whales... A whales... Okay, <laughs> go ahead. You're in the, you and that new beat button are going to... I don't know. You're going to have to get uh, get used to that thing. Uh, anyways, two, we got two courses this week. They will be on the Torrey Pines south course for at least three rounds if they make the cut and they'll play the Torrey pines north course uh at least one day whether it's thursday or friday there's 156 players in the field this week t65 and ties will make the cut again like normal let's talk about the main course and that's the Torrey pines south course it is a par 72 monster at almost 7,700 yards. It is mm. one of the longest courses on tour. It is an absolute beast. You've got Poa Greens on Torrey Pines South. It was renovated a couple years ago in 2019 where they added a good amount of length um, to make it where it's the longest course on tour. And I'll, I'll make a point here. We heard that there was that famous, or I'll say famous, Kiz, you know, a few a few weeks ago, Kevin Kisner said that there are certain courses that he could just not win on, and this was one of them because, you know, he's not that long off the tee. So definitely length is going to be something that matters here uh, this week on this course. They have Kikuya Fairways uh, and mm. somewhat penal rough this week. Um, so, you know, one thing about the rough, too, that I think will be interesting is that 
you know, without the fans there, it won't be all kind of trampled down and stuff like that. So they might get some tough lies off the fairway, unlike they might typically see with fans here. But um, you got relatively small greens on this course. They're elevated. So I think that's something that's interesting. They're tough to hit. So if you do miss them, I do think think scrambling could be something to look at as well. But approach and ball striking is certainly key on this course. But it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's not really that tricked up. There's not a ton of water hazards out here. So I think, you know, again, you just got to be hitting your irons well into these greens long off the tee and these greens the poa greens here are very very tricky we hear that every single year they are tough to put on so i, I do want to look at you know your history of you know your good poa putters it's not going to be the main thing i'm looking at but i am going to be you know i'm checking into that as i do my research now the tory pines north course we'll talk about that real quick it is also a par 72 playing 7300 yards Bent grass greens here, which is kind of interesting to have two different surfaces, uh, POA and then bent on the north course. Now, this one's obviously much easier. When you play the north course, you have got to score. It averages, I mean, the, the score, I think there's like a three-shot differential between this one and the south course. So it's something where when you get the north course, if you are not just taking advantage of that, you have really no shot to, to come out and win this week. So I think that's one of the, the keys about playing the north is you got to attack these par fives and you got to putt well on these bent grass greens so and make some birdies. So that's something I'm going to be looking at as well. Always looking at form and course history. I mentioned strokes gained approach. I am going to look at some putting on POA. And uh, past champions, Mark Leishman last year at 15 under. Justin Rose before that at tw- at uh, 21. I think I skipped one here. 21. Anyway, Jason Day. Jason Day has won a couple times here. John Rahm. And then Snedeker has won twice. He last won in 2015. So there you go. That is the course breakdown. A lot to take in there with these two courses. Yeah, that was a fantastic job, Pat. But, you know, I'm not going to – I don't want to pontificate. You know, that's, I usually leave that up to you. But I'm going to go ahead and, and, and bring in our guest for tonight. Sam, you can bring him in if he's ready. Uh, this man is – he's no stranger to the, the Tour Junkies podcast. He is the man. He is one of our favorites. He's a caddy on tour for Mr. J.T. Poston. And what a lot of people don't know or realize or maybe remember is, uh, you know, Mr. Aaron Fleener is your current 2020 Players Champion. Aaron Fleener, welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast again, brother. Hey, guys. I'm, you know, I'm just glad to get the invite. You know, I got jealous last week when you guys <laughs> had Gino and not me. We usually, you know, we're usually a package deal, but. Well, you guys didn't invite Gino to wherever you were staying. Apparently, that week when I mean, we heard about all, we heard about that. He 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 spilled the beans on that on the show. So, well, I don't know what's going on over there. If we want to talk about that offline, I love your shirt. That Harry Dick shirt is killer. How does JT feel about you wearing that shirt? He has the same shirt. <laughs> I figured. How does it feel right now, so, man? As the as the current players' champion, like. How does that feel? Uh, the players just it feels out? it feels good. Yeah, I mean, I get recognized almost everywhere I go, and mm. uh, you know, so it's it's been you know different, you know. Yeah. But you know, I don't, I feel bad sometimes. I feel like I overshadow JT. Um, <laughs> but yeah. you know, he's he's a good dude. He can handle it. I will tell you this quick story. This is kind of funny. Um, so I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm, and um i w- went uh asked this young lady out on a date uh, over the break when we were home 
And uh, so yeah. I, you know, the gentleman I am asked her where, where she would like to go somewhere close to her house. We live in kind of different parts of town. So I was like, you know, I'll come, I'll come over to your part of town. Uh, you know, never go over there. So we go to this bar called the corner pub. I haven't been there in probably 10 years and uh, we're sitting there. She comes in, we're, you know, exchanging pleasantries mm -hmm. and I see this guy keep looking at me and I'm like, what in the hell is this guy looking at? Well, sure enough. Then he's, he comes walking over, he's coming over, he's coming in. I'm like, Oh boy. <laughs> I'm like this, maybe this is her ex-boyfriend, ex-husband. Hell, I don't know. He comes up to the table and he's like, Hey, he's like, uh, are you the caddy for JT Poston? <laughs> I was like, what? I was yes. like, uh, yeah. He was like, oh man, we played a pro-am with him in Dallas a few years ago. He's awesome. And I'm just like, he's just like sitting there just like gassing me up. He's like, I follow you on Twitter. Like you're so funny. Dude. And then he, then he walks away and I looked at this girl. I was like, I swear to God, I did not pay that guy to do that. <laughs> what a guy though. Props to him. Dang. So he just set yeah. the table for you. How'd the rest of the day go? Uh, it was fine. You know, I, it was two days before I left for a month. So that, you know, that's kind of how my life goes, uh, yeah. go on a date and have a nice time. And then I'm like, okay, well I'll be back in a month. So I'm sure you'll probably be married with kids by then. So <laughs> dude, that's awesome. Man. I, th I thought you were about to say they came up to you and said they heard you on tour junkies. That was going to be even better. You definitely, oh. you definitely could have thrown that in there for us, but you know, maybe next time, you know, I'm sure they probably did. We, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. We have a, we have a, a very, uh, he's kind of a he's kind of a fanboy listener his name is crazy marcus and he 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 constantly shares with us his dating struggles he's in he's in california so part of that's part of his problem because he's so locked down like what you gonna do so yeah. um i don't know like what's your go-to tip because like he needs some tips man like what's the thing i mean it's it's tough in the streets right now to be quite honest i mean you know, with all the restrictions, it's hard hard to meet new people even when you do go out because you got to go, you know, be seated at your table. You can't really move around. So it's kind of like the crew you, you go with. You got to dance with the, the girl that you brought, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the, the saying goes. Um, so I don't know, man. It's It's been a tough year to be single, I would mm -hmm. say. Yeah, Marcus um, uh, just replied and said all he has to do is be the players' champ. I guess. Um, <laughs> good luck yeah, taking right. that title. Well, I'm listen, saying. guys, that's that's one. That's probably one date that I went on last year. That was it. That was the whole. That was. <laughs> I just happened to have a good story out of it. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for sharing. I can't even. I can't even relate to any of this because it's been so oh, so it. long since I've been in that world. But, you know, I hate to bring this up, Fleener, but you know. You're coming down to the end of your reign as the players' champ. I mean, only in a few weeks you'll you'll yeah. be uh, you'll just be a past champion. I mean, so what's next well, for Fleener in in, in 2021? I mean, what, makes what are you, you going to do to stop it? What makes you think I'm not going to go defend, Pat? I mean, I mean, uh, maybe you will. Maybe you will. I, I, it might be tough. It's hard to go back to back on tour, Fleener. It is. I mean, yeah. we, it, it is. It is, but I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm entered, so I mean, I have a chance. Has there ever been a back-to-back -back players champion? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so, man. But I mean, I, I believe, you know, I'm, you know, manifest, trying to manifest a lot of positive stuff in my life now, and so mm, um, I like that. Praise God, you know, like you hear that word manifest a lot now. Yeah. And Sometimes so you just I, gotta you let know. the Lord, you know. You just gotta let the Lord. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, uh, Fleener, talk to us about are, where are, are you? Uh, are you in San, San Diego right now? San Diego? Oh, we're cl- yes. I mean, we're here for the for the tournament. We are staying in Rancho Santa Fe, which of course means week. what in Spanish? Um, the Ranch of Santa Fe. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, talk. Can you talk to us a little bit about the golf course? I have a couple specific questions about Kikuya, which um, when we first started the podcast years ago, Pat said uh, it's called it Kikuya is how he pronounced it. Mm-hmm. So I said it right though just now. You did well, say it we right, we haven't played this tournament, and this is our first time playing this tournament in like three years. It's not. Uh, JT's favorite, but since the U.S. Open and all is going to be here this year, we decided to come yeah. check it out. And the, actually, the golf course, all the facilities, everything was closed all day today because the wind mm. was howling. And so uh, I didn't even go to the golf course today. They even closed down the COVID testing. Like the guys couldn't even go get tested today. So um, Kikuya grass, um, they have it ripped. So we've been there. Uh, recently and it is uh, man it's totally different like there's no there's no bump in running it through kikuya grass hmm. so like where your ball hits in kikuya grass it stays it like might pop up in the air but it's coming straight back down and stopping hmm. um, so for guys that are you know grew up in the south or in you know florida georgia you know over there the carolinas they've you know they're used to that so it's definitely a challenge getting used to chipping out of that and like trying to play short game shots around that. Hmm. Sounds, sounds scary. Um, do, do you think it makes a difference with no fans like the rough here at, uh, cause I know the fairways are tough to hit, especially at South. Do you think, do you think without the fans that's going to make the rough a little more penal than in years past or you don't know yet or what? Um, it, I mean, they still drive carts like up and down outside the ropes to, deliver water or whatever they do, get, grab the trash or distract players, whatever they're trying to do. Um, so, I mean, there'll be some trampled down stuff. Obviously it won't be quite as much as when there's fans there. So, I mean, Tory is the kind of course where if there's fans, like the bigger you miss, probably the better. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a guy like my guy who doesn't miss that many fairways. And when he does, he's just kind of barely off. It's, you know, we're at a disadvantage and, tournaments like this but i guess this year the rough should be pretty I like i said i haven't been out there yet but i would assume the rough is probably pretty thick uh, all over the place yeah obviously a pretty tough course being uh almost 7700 yards uh, i feel like bombers definitely a uh, big advantage here uh yeah i think somebody that hits it long and straight will be have a huge advantage this week um it's going to be – the weather does not look great. I mean, it's not going to be warm, so the ball is not going to go uh, quite as far this week. So that is even a bigger advantage for the long guys. Um, so Safe to assume JT would rather play the north course when conditions set up better for scoring? Well, you know, since they redid the north course, it's not that much easier than the south. I mean, I guess it still kind of is because there's four par fives, but um, it they definitely it definitely got tougher, especially the first two years because the greens were still they'd redone all the greens and they were still all new and the, super firm. So 
I don't know if those will be a little bit softer by now, but um, they definitely toughened up the north. So it's not like the, you know, I'm, I remember Jeez, before I was even on tour, you know, guys shooting like 62 and three over there uh, during this week. I don't, I don't think you'll see any of those this week. I mean, I could be wrong, but um, especially with the conditions, I mean, we're expecting some decent wind every day and it's going to be maybe some rain on Friday looks like. So it's uh Friday looks like a caddy nightmare to be quite honest. <laughs> oh God. Tease and peas. Do, uh, do, um, so when we look at these these courses, like let's just go back to the south real quick, and we see seventy seven hundred yards, longest you know one of the longest courses on tour. Do they change those tees though around a good bit and make and, and can they yeah. make it a significant amount? You know, you know less than that seventy seven hundred. Are we like yeah. just seeing the max distance? You aren't. I mean, they they're usually pretty good with the setup. Uh, as far as you can tell, that they take into account like what the wind direction is supposed to be that day, and they'll you know, they'll bump a tee up a box or maybe up to the front of a box. Or if they tuck a pin on a par three, they'll maybe move the tee up, give you a seven or eight iron instead of like a five or six. Um, generally, they're pretty good about that. So it is not playing its full 7,700 every day when you're you're watching. Um, but like I said, with the cold and, you know, if it rains and it gets soft at all, then it's, I mean, it's just going to be a monster still. Hmm. Um, interesting. Interesting. Uh, any other questions? I, mean, I don't know if somebody, I don't, I don't even know if Finau's in the field this week, but yeah. he's obviously in pretty decent form. Um, I would, you know, take him to, for a high finish. I don't know about a win. What do you, uh, what do you think's going to talk about that, man? Like I, I saw something today on Twitter. You probably didn't see it, but data golf, did this full study on Finau and his opportunities to close on a Sunday. And they put all this data behind it as they do. Uh, and it was actually kind of interesting. It, it kind of showed that based on their sample size that he's not, when he has opportunities on Sunday, he's actually not full on choking, right? Like the guy, like people right. kind of see him as choking. What, what they kind of came to the conclusion of was saying that he's playing, he, he's played good on Sunday. He just, it's just not enough. Right. Like guys like Siwoo Cantlay mm. last week are playing great on Sunday. Yeah. If you're tied with a guy and he goes out and shoots eight under and some other guy shoots 11, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What did Tony end up shooting yesterday? I didn't he shoot two I think he shot 66. Oh, uh, he, he shot no, 66. He, he did that good. Six under. He didn't shoot what, six what, what did he finish? No, he shot. Sorry, he shot four under, so he but, was yeah. Uh, so four under, I yeah, mean, that's a yeah, good round of golf on that course. Like, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I, um, Tony's obviously a great player. It'll, yeah. It's going to happen for him at some point. I think once it does, it could open the floodgates and look out. But yeah, um, yeah. So it's not always like, oh, you can't do it on Sunday. He can obviously perform. He's just run into a couple bus saws here and there that. Kind of hard to that Siwoo bus auto sixty six to one yeah <laughs> I knew you loved that Siwoo <laughs> wow. I tell you what I loved it too because I was staying with his caddy and now his caddy has to pay for the house <laughs> is that oh how, is that how that works nice yeah I called his caddy last night uh, because after you win your phone blows up with text I was like he's never gonna see these texts I'm just gonna call him as soon as he picked up the phone he was like you already want that money. <laughs> 
was like, no, nah, man, I was just telling you congratulations. But yeah, we'll take that. But money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to have it right now, but I can have it, you know, manana. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Man, isn't Siwoo the best? Did you did you happen to see the picture we threw up earlier, Fleener of Siwoo on, on Instagram? Uh, have you seen the pictures of him and his dog? I don't think so. Him and his dog? Yeah. No, I haven't. He's he's good. He's awesome, man. You got any recent Siwoo st- stories that you can share? Uh, I mean, I love I love staying with his caddy because his caddy just tells us like little stories every day. Some of them, yeah. I mean, I don't remember them, but just like he said, uh, "Oh, this is a great one." You remember back when he was in the final group at Wyndham last year? Yes, I do. We had him bet there yeah. too, and he lost. And he hit driver off six. that number six hole. Yes, and. So I I would I get on the charter the next morning. I think we're flying uh, flying out to the I don't know first playoff event, and I see his caddy. He's like one of the first guys I see when I get on, and I walk up to him, and he's like, "What? He's the pro. What do you want me to do?" <laughs> I was like, "Break it. <laughs> you don't need driver out there anyways." But yeah, so so that happens. But then two holes later, uh, he hits. A like a CBS like golf cart that's parked on the over on the cart path or something, but you know you should not be parking those like in the landing area. Yeah, and so it hits a golf cart and goes in the hazard, and he makes double on eight. I remember that. And Brian said that <laughs> that Siwoo told him, "We're done. We go in. <laughs> <laughs> we would we would draw." <laughs> And Brian was like, we're in third place. We're not going in. He was like, we're not even guaranteed in the playoffs yet. We have to finish this round. Siwoo feels like uh, South Korean Joel Damon to me. That's what he feels I, like. I think, that's, that, I think that's a very good comparison, actually. Oh, God. They both just stripe it, and they're both just hilarious. We, we done. We go in. Oh, God. We, we, would, we would draw. <laughs> On the final round with 10 holes to play. Final round, he's still in like third place. <laughs> so speaking of Joel, that's like one of the best things I love about with Gino's uh, tweets about Joel is like the the uh, after the round he'll like just do something that he said or something oh, like yeah, last week. Like, quotes, we're never yeah. gonna have another. We're never gonna have another birdie again or whatever. That was pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah, me and Postman played golf with Gino and Joel on Saturday. Yeah, and, uh, it was it was a fun fun day. I we mean, played who out won that the, uh, Gino predicted that round here on our show a week ago tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, he did. We, well, we played a little. Uh, we just played a six-six and six game, so everybody had to be my partner for six mm-hmm. holes. <laughs> Those are fun. Well, I hadn't played golf yeah. in two months, and it was it wasn't pretty. Not good. Um, but we well, had fun. I mean, when you're when you're the players' champ, you can kind of pick and choose when play golf you know when you're yeah you know what right. courses you feel that's that moment schedule that. for sure Pat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh thanks fleener we appreciate the time buddy uh always good to talk to you we'd love to have you on another full show here one of these days uh, but thanks for thanks for popping in tonight we're gonna we're gonna take all you the gold it. that you gave us and uh try to make some picks you know pick some golfers do our thing let's it, uh let's wait till i repeat at the players so i can come on and stuff it in pat's face mm. That sounds delightful. <laughs> you know, Pat's had to apologize formally to two golfers so far in the history of <laughs> I, have, I, have. I, wanna, I would like to be the you third. You could be the third. You could very well be the third. All right, yeah. buddy. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. All the, all all right, the listeners guys. loved it. All See right. you, man. Thanks, Fleener. 
2020 Players Championship, Mr. Aaron Fleener, caddy for JT Poston. I said 2020 Players Championship. That was weird. 2020 Players Champion. Champion. Um, obviously, we say that because the players didn't happen, but what did happen was the day before the players, you had the caddy contest closest to the pin on number 17. Aaron Fleener stuck it closer than anybody. It was like two feet. He absolutely stuck a total dart in there. Great stuff from Fleener. I think that really gives the people all they need to know about the golf course, about you know what you're looking for. Your your course breakdown. In addition to that, let's uh, you know let's get into some picks. All the stats, courtesy of our friends at FantasyNational.com/tj. If you're not a member, people are winning thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars betting on golf or playing fantasy golf using FantasyNational.com's tools. They have they're that's where we've been going for like three or four years. So it's where we get all our stats, all our information. Everything we we tell you tonight is going to be based off of Fantasy National. You can make your own custom models if you're into the whole model thing, you know. Uh, you can do all that fun stuff. Go to fantasynational.com slash TJ and get 20% off any membership level that you pick. You can do weekly, monthly, or annually. I think the, uh, I don't know, the weekly's like 10 bucks, or so you get it for like, I don't know, like 9 And then... Um, yeah, monthly's thirty bucks and annual's two hundred fifty dollars. So it's the best. It's you gotta have it if you're gonna bet on golf. You're gonna play fantasy golf. You need to go to fantasynational.com/tj. You can tell them that you heard about it through Tour Junkies. All right, Pat. Let's talk DraftKings first. Nine K and above range. Obviously, a pretty stacked field. Uh, really good names up here. It's gonna be tough. Listen, I think there. And Fleener talked about the weather, which could definitely change. I think that's that is something we need to talk through. Number one, we're recording this on a Monday night. You, we don't know the tea time waves yet, uh, which is always critical here, even when the weather is great, because you have the south course and the north course. Now, he talked about the north course playing tougher. And we have seen since the renovation on the north course, it play a little tougher. But even if you go back and look last year, the north course still played about two and a half to three shots easier last year by stroke average. So it's still an advantage to be on the north course. Um so depending on how the weather shakes out, you know, pay attention to that. I tend to believe that most players would rather play the easier course when the weather is at its best so they can go out and get those birdies. You know, when the weather sucks and everybody's going to be out on the course grinding and making pars and trying, you know, you, it's, it's easier to get in that mind frame, that mindset on the tougher course on the south. Um, but you got to make your birdies to get through the cut line and get to Saturday. Uh, so full field, 36 hole cut weather's going to be a big deal. So pay attention. I think in terms of betting, uh, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Pat, do you have anything else to add in terms of kind of course selection and, uh, tea time ways and stuff? No, I think you're right. I think you gotta, um, pay attention to the weather. You gotta pay attention to, uh, tea times, you know, and things like that and where these guys are going to be, you know, which course, which day. I think that's definitely important to look at, um, I think this this course really more so than almost or these two more so than almost any other that we see when we have these dual courses uh, on tour. Yeah, um, I did forget. This is random. I did forget to shout out our Nut Hut League uh, listener uh, who Nut Hut listener league who won last week. It's uh, Calaboose. I don't know his name, but he actually is his first time playing in the Nut Hut. I guess he's a new member. First time playing in the listener league. He won it. Scored five hundred eighty six points. Wow. Shout out, you have now been, uh, you're now entered into the, you know, the finals with a chance to come play golf with me and Pat in Augusta, Georgia. So shout out to Calaboose. Good job. Good lineup. Uh, I think one thing to look at too this week for me, there's a few notable, actually there's a handful of notable names playing this week that we've not seen in 2021. 
They haven't played on the PJ Tour. They didn't play in the Abu Dhabi last week on the European Tour. And I think that's got to be kind of tough to like show up to Torrey Pines, which historically the South Course is one of the toughest courses on the PJ Tour rotation year in and year out. It's got to be a tall task to show up to Torrey Pines in your first event uh, and kind of shake the rust off. You got a lot of guys with new clubs, new coaches. We heard about Brooks fired Claude Harmon after the Masters, apparently. We heard about that today. We heard about Jason Day's new coach. We got Jason Day with a new bag of clubs. You got all these variables. And to see these guys come out on their first event in 2021, I think that's kind of a tall order. And you might be able to pick up on my picks. I'll be fading a lot of those guys. So let's start in the 9K and above range. We're going to give you three GPP plays or tournament plays and a fade. Now, obviously, we talk about every week. Ownership is also a big deal because a lot of things are going to change once the tee time waves come out. People start looking at weather. You know, and there's obviously a lot of talent in this 9K range. So don't be afraid to pivot and, and find the low-owned leverage if you're playing in large tournaments. Uh, but, Pat, I'm going to let you start us off in the 9K and, above pl- uh, 9K and above range with your tournament plays and your fade. Yeah, all right, good. I appreciate you letting me start, DB. Thank course, you. Of course, buddy. Uh, and I'm going you. to start with uh, Tony Finau at 10-7. I like him this week in my tournaments. I know he's coming off of that disappointing finish last week. But still, you look at his form. I mean, it's it's right there. Uh, the stats cert- certainly show up well here. I mean, he's 10th in the field in strokes gained approach. He's 11th in driving distance, 27th off the tee. 14th around the greens, uh, checks the box in par five scoring. The only thing that where he really, you know, he's traditionally a pretty good putter, not necessarily on POA greens, but still, I like some Tony Finau at 10-7. And then I'm going to drop down to Harris English at 9,800 this week. I absolutely love him. We've seen him play well here. He lost here in a playoff in, back in 2015, and he's in fantastic form. Now, the driving distance does worry me a little bit here, but still, everything else about Harris English's game, you talk about his ball striking, you know, he's still 14th off the tee, uh, checks the box and scrambling, very accurate off the tee as well, and putts well on Poa Greens. So I do like some Harris English at 9,800. Now, that could be a little bit chalky. We'll see, but I'll I'll eat it if it is. And um, so that will be my second GPP play. Now, this next guy, I usually like to leave for you, DB, but I'm not going to leave him for you. I'm going to take Hideki? him from you, and that is Hideki Masuyama at 9,200. Look, I love the price there. I think that's fantastic. You look at his history here. He's played extremely well in this course, has been in pretty good recent form also. He's a box-checking machine here. So I'm a big fan of playing Hideki and GPPs. Now, I'll be interested to see what the ownership's like, but there's a lot of guys that people can be on in this range, so it might spread it out for sure. I want to be on him. Yeah, so... Those are my three GPP plays. Now, my fade is a guy I think a ton of people are going to play. I think his ownership is going to be way up there, which is one of the reasons I'm fading him. But he does not have very good course history here. Now, everything else is fantastic. His game is perfect for this course. But he just hasn't seemed to to play well here. I'm sure you can guess who it is, and that is Xander Schauffele. He will be Mm. my fade right there at 10-4. Now, I was bold last week, and I'm going to continue to be bold in my – Fade was terrible last week, so if you're uh, if you're going to run with that, uh, which was Cantlay last week, I just go ahead and admit it. Uh, then just don't even follow me here. But uh, I think you know we're definitely going to see some high ownership from Xander. Haven't seen him play well on this course uh, over the last five years. I think he's only made one cut. 
So I will make Xander the bold fade. Okay. Uh, I'll make this quick. I did have Decky circled. Now, I get made fun of for being a Decky homer, but I will say everyone, I shocked the world when I came out on the first tournament of 2021 at the Century Tournament of Champions and did not mention his name. Didn't mention him. And what did he do? He finished almost dead last. Okay. Then he came out at the Sony, finished T19. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty good. He shook the rust off at the Century, did his thing uh, at the Sony, but he's, he's played well here. I, so I did something similar to what I did last week with multiple courses. I went and looked at uh, the last three years, actually the last, yeah, last three years, uh, well, actually the last four because since 2017. So I looked since 2017, um, strokes game ball striking, strokes game putting on only Torrey Pines South to see how these guys play on Torrey Pines South. Uh, Data Golf did show and did mention this week um, that this is a course where course history tends tends to matter more than others. It's up there with like Bay Hill and TPC Scottsdale and approaching Augusta National Territory in terms of their course history and kind of how they evaluate it. So I do think course history matters here at Torrey. I think experience matters at Torrey. Um, Hideki's got plenty of it, and he's pretty solid in terms of ball striking. And guess what? He actually puts well here. This is going to shock the pants off of everybody. In this entire field, over since 2017, he is 17th in this field in strokes gained putting on Torrey Pines South. So, I mean, can you imagine if if can you imagine if he putted in the top half of this field this week? He's going to run away with it. And we've, we're seeing, you know, we haven't seen him win in four years, but we're seeing guys like Siwoo. We're seeing guys like Stuart Sink won last year. Like, it could happen. I'm all in on Decky for sure. Also, I'm all in with you on Finau. I, I kind of like paying up and playing a little studs and duds this week. I'm not really digging the mid range as much. So I'm going to go with Finau and Rom up top. I'm going to play Rombo. Uh, maybe the, the withdrawal last week will throw some people off. He basically just mentioned it was a little stiff on him. He, you know, he wanted to take it easy, you know, and and he feels fine. So I don't think Rom is an issue in terms of, of injury, but I hope it does throw some folks off of him. And like playing Cantlay last week as the highest priced guy, I'm going to play Rom at the top as your betting favorite too. Um, so Rom Finau Decky for me. My fate is going to be Scotty Scheffler. Now you could easily go. I'm going to play Scotty. You know, he missed the cut last week. Everybody's going to you know be hopping off of him. I'm going to get low ownership. Blah, 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 okay? Um, here's what I didn't like about Scotty. The, the irons are not good. His irons have not been good in his first two events in 2021. They've not been good at all, and I don't like that. that that's his – that he's – you know, tee game and ball striking in the, in, from the fairways is what he's good at, and even his game off the tee has not been great. It's, it's not been as bad as his irons, but it hasn't been great. I don't love it. Uh, he's played here once. He's missed the cut, and I just – I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm. He's he's making me not believe right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out of Scotty Scheffler. All right, let's move to the 8K range. A lot of decisions here in the 8K range, and this is where you got some names that you haven't seen in 2021. Um, you know, it's our first time seeing Bubba. This is our first time seeing Jason Day. First time seeing uh, Will Zalatoris, um, just for example. So a, f- a few of these names that. Um, you know, they're making their first appearance in 2021. And I think that's something to pay attention to. I am actually going to play Siwoo Kim. I think a lot of people are going to avoid Siwoo. I, I don't know. Like, 
He hasn't played fantastic here at the Farmers, but when you look at ball striking on Torrey Pine South, when you look at uh, putting on POA, it's actually not terrible, and I think people are going to stay off of him. I think people are going to avoid him. I'm going to believe in Siwoo keeping the momentum going, and I think it's a great pivot play um, uh, with, with so you're going to have some leverage with Siwoo. And then I'm going to go to the bottom-ish and play Adam Scott at 8,300. Has played the south course fantastic in the last four years. Uh, ball striking has been incredible, as it always is. But he's also putted pretty good here. Now, he, his putting at the Sony was so infuri- infuriating, I can't even... I don't even want to talk about how bad it was. But like Hideki, when you look at strokes game putting at the South Course over the last four years, he's 26th in the field. So something about these greens, about POA, maybe it neutralizes his horrible putting. I don't know. But he's also 7th in that same time frame in the field in ball striking. So obviously this is a great a great spot for him to take advantage of the premier iron play. He's long enough off the tee. Uh, you know, if he can get comfortable rolling on these greens, I love it. So I'm going to roll with Adam Scott and Siwoo Kim. And the fade is going to be, I got a couple guys in here. I I don't love Billy Horschel. I, I want to talk about Billy Ho. I think he's way overpriced, first of all. Uh, and I know he's been playing pretty decent. The form's okay. I think he's overpriced. I don't love the value at all. He's not a long hitter by any means. I mean, he's not super short, but he's definitely not a long hitter. And then, you know, he played well at the Sony, but he gained eight shots putting. He gained eight strokes putting at the Sony. Eight. That's that's a lot. And traditionally, according to Fantasy National, he sucks on POA. So I'm going to bow out of Billy Ho at 82 Hunch. All right, well, we got a little agreement here, uh, and I'll start with that one. I had Billy Ho also as my fade this week, so we're we're uh, we're starting off well here together. We're together here, DB, right okay. now in this category, and also we're together on Adam Scott. He was one of my other GPP plays that I like this week, so uh, for all the same reasons that you said, I think Adam Scott makes a ton of sense here. Also, I think if you're looking at some bets, we'll see how that goes, but uh, I, I, th- I think he makes for a good bet as well. I'm going to play Bubba this week. I'm going to play him. I know you mentioned you don't like the guys that are coming off a little bit of a rust, but look, Bubba has been playing incredibly well. When you look at last season, uh, he plays this course well. He's won here before. I think it was back in 2012 where, where he won. And one of the things about Bubba is he just – He's like the course history machine to me. Like he all like he has multiple wins on several different courses. And so it's just the ones that kind of suit his eye and because of his his sort of natural ability to play and what he sees on a course. I think for anybody, he is like the guy that when he gets on a course that just fits fits his high. Fits his high. Fits, fits his eye. Fits his high. I think, you know, you just want to play him even more. And and you look at, too, the stats, though. I mean, he's number two in the field in strokes gained approach. He's number one in ball striking. This is over the last 24 rounds. Two off the tee, first in par five scoring. I love some Bubba this week, even coming off of a little bit of rust. I think a guy like him, he doesn't have to be in that grind of playing to play well in a course. So I, I will play Bubba in GPPs at 8,800. So there you go. Um, Okay. Uh, I don't mind the Bubba. I mean, if you're going to go with one that I think you haven't seen in 2021, I, I like the Bubba play. Uh, obviously very comfortable here at uh, at Torrey Pines. Uh, all right, let's get to the 7K range. Three tournament plays and a fade. I, I, I mean, why why mess up a good thing? with? I'm going to keep with Cam Davis. First of all, Australians, 
love this place. Okay, Aussies play well here. I think the Kikuya grass is something they're also pretty familiar with. Um, the guy could have won on Sunday. Uh, finished, I think, two shots, maybe 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 three shots behind Siwoo, but play, is in great form, and I think the kid is really rounding into it. I love that he got some experience last week coming down the stretch on Sunday. You know, I don't think he's going to win in a field like this, but I think he gives you top five upside. He's long. He can score on the par fives. He's plenty long enough for, for Torrey Pines, and I love the form. So Cam Davis is a lock for me. I might be a little chalky in this range now that I'm looking at it, but I don't know. I can definitely pivot. I, I like Jason Kokrak. I'm going to hop back on the Kokrak train. He checks a lot of boxes here as well uh, in terms of length, in terms of ball striking here at Torrey. He's 11th in the field in the last four years in ball striking and actually top 40 in the field in strokes game putting at Torrey South in the last four years. He's coming off of, you know, a made cut at the Sony, nothing fancy, T35 at the TOC. That's pretty bad. But hopefully, got, you know, shook the rust off those first two tournaments, got it figured out last week, and now he's back uh, at Torrey Pines where I know he, he's going to want to do well. And then a course horse that we've, you know, is kind of a course horse on every course in the West Coast swing. He's made all of his money on the West Coast. That's Charles Howell III, who definitely um, disappointed last week, you could say, missed the cut, but I think he missed it on the number or near the number, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was two under. Cut line was four under. Um, but a T19 at the at the Sony before that, playing well, and has a tremendous record here over the last four years. Poa is his best uh, surface over his career. He loves Poa. Um and yeah, when you look over the over the last four years, ball striking is great, and he is the number one putter in this field, strokes game putting on Torrey Pine South over the last four years. Whole field, he's gained the most strokes of anyone in the field, so he's very comfortable navigating the Torrey Pine South greens. So I'm gonna go with CH3, and my fade is gonna be a guy. Man, I love this guy. I'm gonna play this guy a lot this year. You're gonna hear his name come out my mouth a lot this year because he's a great he's a he's a fantastic man he's a fantastic canadian man um but it is his first time playing in 2021 um it's Corey connors i love Corey connors tremendous ball striker but he's got a new caddy on the bag he let go of our boy kyle peters for for what reason i'm not sure had a tremendous year last year let kyle peters go not sure why he did that but he's got a new caddy on the bag First tournament of 2021. And um, in his three rounds on the South Course over his career, he's 80th in this field in strokes game ball striking on Torrey Pines South. Now, that's rare for him. Like, that's bad for anybody. That's really bad for Corey Connors because he's one of the best ball strikers on the PJ Tour. He's also known to be a terrible putter. He's, he's falling into the Keegan... Hideki, not maybe not quite Keegan territory, but like he's falling into the Hideki Adam Scott territory of tremendous ball striker, horrible putter, maddening to watch on shot link. But now you get him on POA, where he's actually his over his career been two times worse putting on POA in terms of stroke gain lost. He's been two times worse. Imagine, imagine if this were Bermuda. And you'd be like, oh, God, Corey can't putt, though. That's the only thing that's scary. Well, now you're not even on Bermuda. You're on Poa. His worst surface, I'm out on Corey Connors this week. I want to wait and see uh, how he looks in terms of the ball striking. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not buying him. Let me ask you something. 
since uh, you're on this new kick this year with only looking at particular courses and stats on that course, is that, like, I don't know if I'm sold on that strategy. I feel like you might limit yourself a little bit too much if you do that because you just don't know what was happening. I mean, how many rounds are you looking at? Well, I mean, I can see that. I can see the number of rounds. So, for example, uh, let's take Corey Connors, who only has three rounds. So, yes, very, very small sample size for a guy like Corey Connors. But you look at uh, Charles Howell over the last, since since 2017, he has 12 rounds. Jason Kokrak, he has 11 Mm -hmm. rounds. Cam Davis actually has nine rounds uh, on Torrey Pine South, which is a lot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, sample size is definitely a thing. So for all the stat nerds out there, which you for sure are not, so I can't believe you're calling me out on this, but for all the stat nerds. I'm not, I'm not calling you out. I'm just asking you. I'm trying to, I just, Yeah, you know, and, and I'm, I'm really only it's interested. a valid point. I'm really only interested in doing this on these courses with multiple rotations. And this is definitely a new thing I'm trying. I've not really done this lately. But um, with all these multiple courses, that's just something new I'm, I'm trying. Listen, you know, I'm trying a new thing. I'm doing a new, doing a new thing, you know, trying a new food. I, hey, I'm not hating on you. I'm just, I'm just challenging you a little bit. I mean, you challenge me. I want right? you to challenge me. You make me better, Pat. You made me better. Now give me your yeah, 7K yeah. picks. All right, so here are my 7K picks. I'm going to start uh, with Gary Woodland. We saw a little flash of uh, some good play from him last week. Uh, he's a guy that um, he's not going to check a lot of boxes if you're looking at the stats. But again, he had a terrible year last year. He came out today, and I don't know if it was him or well, it was him, but I'm not sure you know who, who put this out there. But he said basically that uh, this is the first time in a while he's been playing without any pain. So I think you know we might be finally getting uh, – you know, the Gary Woodland of a couple years ago uh, back. And now I'll, I'll be interested to see whether or not he's chalky this week or not. I, I don't believe he will be, but oh, I do be. like him at 70 Gary Woodland at $7,800? So, and, he, and he played well last week? Oh, yeah. He's going to be mega chalky. I mean, one week. It doesn't okay. matter. It's Gary Woodland. Now, listen, I love the pick. I, I love Gary Woodland, and, and I, I fully endorse. The only reason I didn't play him is because I do think he's going to be uber chalk. I think he's going to be the most – I think he's going to be a top three owned player this week. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe he is, but maybe, still like him. Depending on the draw, we'll see. Yeah. Um, also, I, I'll drop down to a, a guy I really like. And this is one of those that's just, there, there's a little bit of a gut play aspect to this, but he is popping from the stats standpoint. And that's Carlos Ortiz at 7,500. Now, a guy we saw play really well back in the fall. He won an event there. He's been in pretty good recent form, you know, but he's great off the tee. He's top 15 in the field there. He checks the box in scrambling, also par five scoring. He's top 10, and he's top 10 in putting on Poa Greens. And, you know, so a guy like Ortiz has just been, you know, who's playing solid, you know, has plenty of distance. I mean, he's in the top third of the field as far as distance off the tee. So I think Carlos Ortiz makes a lot of sense there at 7,500. I can't imagine that he's going to have a ton of ownership either. Um, oh, now, we all know, we all know historically, my ownership predictions are quite bad. Yeah, Marcus Nikovich um, is saying that your your ownership is not. We just need to not do that. That's I'm not, trying not to pay attention to this chat tonight because it's just going. It, it's 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 they're they're being bad kids tonight, as far as I'm concerned. They need they need a babysitter. They need a babysitter in the chat. I don't know who that babysitter is because so far no nobody in the chat seems to to want to you know take control of the situation that's going on over you there. Can turn off and the, it's very you can distracting. View the chat, it's, Pat. It's very what. 
you cannot view the chat if you don't want to. Yeah, but I don't, you know, I like to see what people are saying, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> I'll drop down. Uh, another guy I like. I'm gonna go back to Sam Burns. Okay, Sam Ooh, Burns absolutely no. killed. He he dive bombed my lineup last week. Bermuda Burns. There ain't a blade of Bermuda grass within forty clicks of this place. And clicks is a is a I don't, is a, a military term. I don't know what it means, but it's a it's a lot of clicks. I mean, you're throwing out military. Okay, look. This is, I mean, he's played pretty well here. Well, I say that. He hasn't played great. Here. Careful. But I just feel like Careful. Sam, I just feel like, you know, he, he played awesome as on Friday last week after his terrible round the first day. God, I'm all fired up about Sam Burns because he killed a lot of my lineups last week. But look, he does check a lot of boxes for this course. I think he can play well here. I think he's going to have super low ownership compared to, to where his, you know, where his odds yeah, are, where what we saw last yeah. week from him. So I like some Sam Burns. I'm going to make a bold call there, and I'm going to go back to the well and play him this week at 7,700. My fade is going to be a guy that everybody loved last week. Everybody, well, I say they loved. They loved after last week, and he's all of a sudden he's back. Everything's back to normal. He's a great player again, and that is Francesco Molinari at 7,800. I'm not buying it. I know he had a good week last week, and and everybody wants to jump back on him, but I'm not there yet with him. Hasn't played particularly great on this course, missed two cuts in the last five years, and uh, I think he's definitely going to get an ownership boost uh, just based off of that, you know, the form he showed last week. But still, I don't think it's a it's a great course for him. So I will be fading Francesco Molinari at 7,800. He came up in the nut hut late on Wednesday night in a chat, and I, I was pretty hammered, but I'm pretty sure I said I didn't mind him. I don't remember. Also, uh, speaking of nut hut, shout out Tim Gaiman um, for betting me Landry would finish better than Doug Gim. You thought I was drunk. You tried to take advantage of me like like I was some sorority girl, and you were uh, you were a frat boy or something. And I basically stuck it to you and Doug Gim wiped the floor with Andrew Landry and you had to spend money in the shop. So Pat, if you would please ship Tim's jacket to him as soon as possible. Um, that would be nice. Did he order anything else, by the way? Did he get anything else or did you just get the jacket? Did you, did you see? I, I mean, I can check. Okay. I think I just saw all the jacket. Okay. Um, he wanted me to overnight it. That's pretty cheap. I didn't see any. Uh, pretty cheap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just well, the jack. At least just he pay. Jacket. At least he pays off his bets. All right, six K range. Let's hit this pretty quick. I like this range. I, I said I like the studs and duds play at the top. You know, I like Rom and Finau up there. I like the six K range. It's going to be tough. It's tough for me right now to narrow down uh, some of the names. I'm going to have to do that. Come obviously come Thursday and definitely Wednesday night in the Nut Hut chat. But I, I think my favorite name in here for sure. I have. I do have a favorite, and that's Luke List. Coming off a of T21, I talked him up last week. Um, you know, he's he's eighth in this field here. Twelve rounds, Pat. That's how many rounds we have in the last four years at Torrey Pine South. He's played twelve rounds. Uh, that's actually really good. So um, he's eighth in the field in ball striking over that turn over that time. Now he can't putt, but that's Luke List. So, but coming off the T21 last week, I like him a lot at 6800. I actually think he's got top five upside, which is obviously what you want down here. I like Harry Higgs at 6,900. Um, he's also hit the ball pretty well here in limited rounds. He's got three rounds at Torrey Pine South. Coming off a 32nd place finish at the Sony. So he kind of shook the rust off. I like, 
something is drawing me to Patrick Rogers, which this happens a few times a year. It's like a it's like a herpes flare up. Like every now and then, a few times a year, you can count on it like Christmas. You're gonna have a flare up of some Patrick Rogers if you're David Barnett, and for some reason, <laughs> oh it's God. happening right now, and I don't like it. I don't. I'm trying to get some ointment for it, but I can't. The I can't. It's not working. So there's something drawing me to him. I think it's because he's a long hitter and he can actually putt pretty well. And he's played pretty decent here and has some experience at Torrey Pine South at 6800. I, I, again, I like the upside. Guys down here that I'm taking are going to be bombers that can be streaky and have upside. Along with that is Scott Stallings, who missed the cut last week, but on the number, and he's a winner here at Torrey Pine South. Has some confidence coming in. He hits the ball a long way. Uh, he's interesting. He's pretty cheap, too. He's 6,600. As low as I'm going to go, I'll give you one more name, is your boy, because you worshipped his old dad, Tyler McCumber, at 6,400. Um I love him. He hits it a long way. He's a he's a decent. He's, decent he's a bomber. Putter. He hits you would not think way. it with his size and everything. You know, you you and I have both met him at person at clearly a size web Size doesn't matter. Size doesn't corn. I know, but he's he's a, he's small in stature. You wouldn't think he could bomb it like he can. Yeah. All right. Who you got? Uh, all right. So I will uh, finish this up here, and uh, I'll start up at the top with uh, old Marty Laird at sixteen hundred. I I think he is. Uh, he can. He's shown he can play this course well in the past. Um, hang on a second. On hang on a second. Oh, oh. I lost where I lost my spot there. Oh, hang God. on. Okay. Hang on. Okay. Well, while calm you, down. Calm. We're all calm. We're all calm. While you're doing that, uh, on my soundboard, I did pull a sound from circa 2017 tour junkies when Pat was describing what may be going wrong with Smiley Kaufman mentally while Pat sounded like he had something wrong with him mentally. So here was Pat's explanation. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a, that's deep into the soul of his his mind and personality, I think. Deep into the soul of his mind and personality from one Pat Perry. Hard-hitting analysis. It's amazing, amazing that we actually grew a following from that. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was good stuff right there. But you know what? That's probably where it all started, things like that. Yeah. You know? All right. Did you find the, your spot? Good insight there. So Marty Laird, yeah. I mean, you, you look at his last five years he's played here, made the cut four out of five years, had a top ten back in 2016. So he has, you know, played this course decent. Now, look – I know he's not the uh, the longest guy on tour, um, but you know what? That's okay. I'm okay with that. He's he's been in pretty good recent form. Marty is. Uh, I think Marty's on my radar this week. I'm gonna play yeah. him at 6900. I think he could I be like a t good tournament play. Now going to the length deal, and we're gonna talk about Wyndham Clark again this week. I like love it. him. He is now I, absolute bomber. He's third in the field in driving distance. He's top 10 in the field in scrambling, putts well on POA greens, and also checks the box in par 5 scoring. I like some Wyndham Clark also. And then I'm going down in the 6,300 range, and I'm going to take our boy Taco Supreme, oh, Will Gordon, at 6,300. No. I'm going with Taco. Now, look. A lot of people don't know why we talk, call him Taco Supreme, and that came up in the nut hut. So I came up with Taco Supreme because it's kind of like, you know, and I'm not trying to hate, hate on uh, Taco Bell. I, I love me some Taco Bell, but here's the thing. You never know what you're going to get when you go to Taco Bell, and it's like an every six-month thing for me. I'll go to Taco Bell, and I'll be like, you know what? 
you know, it's, it's just pops in my head. I'm going to go to a damn Taco Bell and I get the Taco Supreme and I, I love it. It tastes so good going down, but you never know how it's going to finish. You just don't know. And it's, 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 you know, it's a gamble. It's a gamble, which is what you're doing with Will Gordon. But I like him this week at 6,300. We showed a little bit of form last week. You got what, so I'll play would you put him. a little taco and herpes in your lineup at the same time in the same lineup? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do with yeah. old Taco okay. Supreme. So there you go. Those are my uh, 6K plays this week. All right, let's talk the sports betting side, just some early look on the outrights. And, and I don't really want to get too deep into this because we talked about it at the top in terms of understanding these courses. Obviously, the weather looks really interesting. By the way, after the sports book plays tonight, we have uh, a special segment at the end that we like to call the putter throw where we get pissed about some stuff. I'm gonna, I got a rant. Pat, do you have a rant? I don't know if you have a rant tonight. No, I was going to let you okay. do the ranting okay, tonight. I do, I do enough ranting. You'll, you'll, you'll hop on this one with me, I think. So um, anyway, talked up at the top about how the weather looks interesting. Uh, in general, I think we would agree that we, um, we would prefer our players play the north course on the better weather day. So the north course is the easy course. Uh, if you have good weather, you got to go there and make your birdies. You have to make your birdies, you know. And so, if you're playing the south course, the more difficult course on a tough weather day, it's it's one of those courses anyway where you're grinding to make pars. You, you know, it is what it is. But you got to make your hay on the easier courses. That tends to be what most players prefer. There are probably some that don't, but it it is pretty specific. You know, player by player, it could be different. But also, um, I think there could be something to the strategy of betting the north course pre-tournament so if you're looking at outright odds um maybe wait till the wave the tea time waves come out look on wednesday evening and if you're going to bet outrights bet some north players if, if you like the number that are starting on day one uh bet bets bet the north players maybe hold off on the south player now if you see a number that you like if you see a value that you like jump on it but if you have a guy who you like that's playing the south course on the first day and they go out and shoot, you know, plus one, right, or even, or maybe minus one, whatever. And, and relative to the field, that's not a terrible score, but their odds may get longer because they're farther back, but they have the north course coming up, the easier course on day two. You might get a better number on them. You may not. I don't know. That's just something to think about. So there you go. So I don't want to really, like, lock in a bunch of bets here because it's just one of those tournaments, and it looks like it could be one of those weeks in terms of weather where there's a lot of variability to it. So just something you need to know. Um, at the top, by the way, oh, Pat, I forgot. Um, I got to tell the people about a new, uh, real quick, I got to tell the people about a new snack because the holidays are over and it's, you know, you're going to set health goals. You're not going to stick to it. New year's resolutions, all that mess. Well, you got to eat better. You got to get less sugar in you, Pat. I've been talking to you about that. Let's be honest. Okay. Most healthy snacks, they don't taste good. They don't fill you up. They don't satisfy your cravings. But this episode is sponsored by our friends that can do all of those things at Monk Pack. They make snacks that taste like your favorite treats with less than a gram of sugar. Okay? I got some. Don't, don't you have some, Pat? You have a Monk Pack? I think you have a Monk Pack. I do. Yeah. It's good stuff. Less than a gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, only 150 calories. Great if you're doing keto or just the perfect snack, whatever. Um, you know, I changed my eating habits last year and uh, lost, lost some weight. Um, you've changed yours as well. You're looking great, looking dapper, and your hairstyle, which also helps. That that helps. Now, Monk Pack didn't have anything to do with the hairstyle, but you know, 
keeping you healthy. They have these keto nut and seed bars. It's a great balance of sweet and salty. Uh, you get the crunch from the nuts and the seeds, but you still manage to have a nice soft and chewy. My favorite is the pecan almond. Now we say pecan here in the South. You don't. We don't say pecan. Get that mess out of here. Get that. You know. Get that out of here. Okay. It's it's pecan here in the South, but it's the pecan almond. It's my favorite because I'm from Georgia. We love pecan. Great quick snack to satisfy the, the sweet tooth. Uh, good breakfast, whatever. So try it for yourself. You'll see. We got a special deal. 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack by visiting monkpack.com and entering code TOURJUNKIES at checkout. They're so confident they've backed it with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it, they'll exchange it for refund, whatever you prefer. Um, and to get started, just go to monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com. Select any product, enter the code TOURJUNKIES. That's all one word. Tour junkies at checkout to save 20% off. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. And we appreciate the Monk Pack for sending us some uh, some nice healthy bars and keeping our guts at bay with some healthy snacks and our taste buds satisfied and sponsoring the podcast. So there you go. Thank you to Monk Pack. Let's talk betting outrights. Pat, about as short as I'm going is Finau at 21 to 1. I'd look at that. I think that's an interesting number. I do like hopping on the Matt Wolf train. We didn't talk about him in the DFS portion, but I think 35 to 1 is is kind of catching my eye. I mean, the thing about the thing about this place is historically you, you definitely unlike last week, you don't see a lot of long shot winners. You know, last week you had Landry who won a couple years ago at, you know, 300 to 1, Adam Long at 500 to 1. You don't really see that at Tory. So you you're gonna I don't know, you can't get too cute with it. Um I like Adam Scott at 50 to 1. I think uh, I talked about him in the DFS portion just from how well he's putted Torrey Pine South relative to every other effing golf course on the planet. And you get his ball striking. So hopefully, shook the rust off at Sony. Uh, that's kind of the, the short to mid range for me. Um, yeah. Who do you like? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you with at Finau there at uh, 20 to 1, 21 to 1. I think that's a good number. I, I like Harris English at, at 24 to 1. Uh, he's that's where he is on points bet. Bubba Watson, forty-two to one. Uh, I like that as well. I think that's a good number. And then uh, definitely Hideki. He's at thirty to one on points bet. I think that's a, another good number. We've mentioned all of those guys uh, on the show. So um, you know, on the shorter end, I'm with you too. I mean, when you look at the history of this tournament, you really just don't see a whole lot of long shot winners. I think Leishman. What was Leishman like? Eighty to one last year, I think is what he was, and that that's pretty long for for this tournament. Um, you just don't see that typically. So. Leishman was fifty five to one. Rose was fourteen to one. Day twenty two. Rom fifty five. Sneds eighteen. I mean, yeah. The 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 only real bomb that you had was Scott Stallings at two fifty to one in twenty fourteen, I think. So yeah. 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 So um, going a little bit longer, uh, I definitely like some Gary Woodland. Uh, at 80 to one, I yeah. think that's a good number there for him. Um, so if you don't want to play him in DFS because you think he's going to be too chalky, maybe you put a bet on him there at 80 to one. And then going a little bit longer, I didn't mention this guy as far as uh, DFS, but Maverick McNeely is at 125 Oof. to one. He's a guy that I think could, you know, he could play well out here. He's a Cali California kid. He's yeah. used to these uh, this grass surface and these greens. He's definitely got a ton of talent. We saw him have some good play last week. He didn't he didn't put four rounds together last week, but I still think you know at those odds at one hundred and twenty five to one, you never know what could happen. He could end up 
popping and, and playing well for four days for once. But I, I like I think that's a that's a decent number there for Maverick. I like Maverick maybe in DFS. I don't know that he's got real win equity, but he could be a nice top ten or top twenty bet. You're right, he does have a lot of experience out here. I don't know what his numbers are for top ten, top twenty, but that could be a nice uh, a nice bet for him. I, I will say this, you know, we don't talk about this enough because we try not it's too much information, but um, you know shopping books is critical right like this week i noticed points bet has a right now as of monday night points bet has a lot of value on the board and that actually that does that doesn't happen every week with points bet like like last week i think bet rivers had a ton of good values on the board dk sportsbook bet mgm it, sometimes it changes like this week i'm looking at some guys that you can get way longer on points bet that you can get a lot of other places so you know it's important to to shop it. Um, you know, we have books that we prefer, but um, it is important to shop it. Points bet to me right now has a ton of big numbers. If you're in Jersey or I think Iowa, gosh, Sam's gonna kill me. Sam, tell me, chat me where our points bet stuff is. But it's uh, promo code TJ250 or uh, TJ Points or TJ Bet gives you you, you get different. Uh, sign-up bonuses with with those codes. But anyway, um, Woodland is a good bet. I like that. I had that one circled. Here's a couple names on points bet that are way longer. CH3 is 120 to 1 on points bet. I couldn't find him any longer than 80 to 1 anywhere else. 120 to 1, he's 80 to 1 everywhere else. Now, CH3 doesn't win very often, but that that's a lot of value. Another one, Max Homa, California guy, played well last week, just really just absolutely the bed on Sunday uh he I can't find him any shorter than or any longer than 110 to one he's 160 to one on points bet currently uh, yeah I like that one also that's a big that's value good. yeah Luke List who also played well last week plays good in God, California you cannot you can't quit, I can't quit him <laughs> he's 200 to one just stop with Luke List like don't even talk about him one week and maybe he'll like you can you can you can place the bet just don't talk about him. But put the bet I, it's, down. It's such a good value. Like I feel like Luke can win. He won a Corn Ferry Tour event last last year. He's got. He can win. He has win in him. He does. Like there are some names down here that just don't have the win in them. But I think he does. He's two hundred to one on points bet. I couldn't find him any any uh, longer than I think one fifty. So I don't know. There, there's some there's some names out there that are are pretty long on on points bet. So anyway, that's kind of the first look. It's tough to. It's New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois uh, that we have deals with points bet. Colorado's coming, Michigan, more states to come, all that stuff. So, yep. Uh, all right, I think that's it, Pat. We've gone long tonight, but let's uh, we'll wrap it up. If you know people want to bail, they'll bail. The putter throw is our final segment mm-hmm. of the evening. I'm interested to see where you're going to go with this one. It's a you know it's a segment that we started doing last year. We did it a couple times. It's just where we just rant about some stuff. We just get you know we just get pissed off about something. Um, if it involves Bryson again, I think not. you're probably going to lose some people. It actually does not, believe it or not. Yeah, um, it it does not. So let me let me tell you what I'm what I'm a little irritated at. I I am I am not happy with the level of dumb dumb that I see on the internet getting pissed off about betting content coming from the PGA Tour, okay? Golf Digest posted, so, well, the PGA Tour announced that they're going to debut a new second screen broadcast 
at the uh, at the waste management in in just a week or two, uh, where they're going to have some gam- some live gambling hosts talking about you know I think it's only going to be on one specific group, which is kind of lame, but it is what it is. Uh, it's through NBC Sports. They're going to broadcast this whole thing, and PointsBet actually is going to be with it. Uh, the show's called the NBC Sports Edge Betcast. It's going to have Steve Burkowski, George Savrikas, we've met George, a great guy, and Teddy Greenstein of PointsBet. They're just going to follow this group and do some live player odds for about two and a half hours each day. Okay, let me... I obviously I'm well aware that like coverage of golf is not fantastic. Okay, it's it's not. PJ Tour Live doesn't do it great. NBC doesn't do it great. CBS doesn't do it great. You know, it's not great. There are holes in it. But the people on here that that have commented on this Golf Digest post are morons. This one guy. Uh, at Quantum Fish seven seven seven, he sounds like a real winner. I bet he's, I bet he's had a date recently. All he says is, all he comments on the Golf Digest post that literally just copies the article and says, "New Sports Edge Betcast will aim to speak directly to gamblers with live betting coverage and commentary during the PGA Tour." All he comments, disgusting. me man like disgusting is it really how much are you on twitter my man you know how much you know what is disgusting on twitter like a lot more other stuff and that's official grammar okay you know this other guy says this other guy says uh oh i guess in the article it says we know there's definite demand for this type of content so he quotes that and goes, what? I've literally never heard anyone ever saying they wish this content existed. Well, dude, j- are you the Lord? Like, do you hear everyone's cries for help? Oh, because you've never heard anyone ask for it? That must mean that it doesn't exist? Are the Is the PGA Tour and NBC and PointsBet, these multi-million dollar organizations, maybe billion dollar organizations cumulatively, are they just that stupid that they they said that there's demand for it? But no, because because at ST48, ST Williams 2021 hasn't heard of it, that it doesn't exist? Like, give me a freaking break. And then it happened, I noticed it, it started bubbling in me a couple weeks ago when, <laughs> yeah, Halverson, Brian Alverson says, F quantum fish. Yeah. Uh, it started a couple weeks ago when, uh, or, or a while back when Scratch TV, or Scratch, who is a, it's a, it's a company, it's owned uh, by, where this was going. it's owned yeah. by the PGA Tour. Okay. If you don't follow Scratch on YouTube, you should. We work with Scratch and we did a series of betting videos for them, like intro to betting video. They're two and a half minutes long. Okay. They post these videos and you go and look at the comments. And you got people, uh, guys like freaking Quantum Fish, just leaving one, just going, gross, gross. This is gross. Like, sports betting, gambling. Yeah, You're going to throw <laughs> us all into de- degeneracy, if that's even a word. And we're all going to just, just, just away our cash and our homes and our cars and our kids' 529 plans and all. We're just going to piss it all away because we can't stand not betting on Ryan Palmer. Like, and these people leaving the comments talking about, uh, you, you know, one guy left a comment on the YouTube video that was like, uh, I, I, I nearly lost my entire life gambling on 
gambling uh, on sports, and this is just unacceptable content from scratch. And listen, it is different content from scratch. It is different. They they post a lot of like you know warm, you know make you feel good kind of content, right? About golf all over the world and all this fun stuff. But dude, like just because you couldn't handle it. And you you can't you can't handle your business doesn't mean everybody else has to sit in the corner and put fold their hands in their lap and not be able to bet. I can get I can I can use methamphetamine in Oregon, but I can't place a ten dollar parlay or a whatever a, a bet on a guy. Like and these guys these guys are bitching about freaking content on Scratch about it. And, and they don't even think about the economics behind it. Scratch is a business, man. So points bet is obviously paying for some business. And guess what? The same people that leave these kind of comments, I'm going to go ahead and say this. The same people that leave these kind of comments are the same people that piss and moan at us. Some of them are. Not, not some of them, because i got to take the gambling aspect out. But some of them piss and moan at us for like two, maybe three ad reads in an hour and ten minute long show. Like, Give me a break. When we first started this, they were like, you can do an ad read every 10 minutes. That, that would be seven ad reads for most of our shows. We don't do that. We do like three at the most. And we may plug our own stuff. But like, it's paying the bills a little bit. Like, maybe we're in this to like, maybe make a little bit of cash to keep improving the show, to keep our wives from killing us, and to let us just keep doing it. And maybe Scratch and the PJ Tour wants to make a little, a little quan. Like, let them make a little quant. If PointsBet wants to say, hey, we want to pay you as an official partner to do six videos educating people about how to bet on golf, the videos are two and a half minutes. You ain't got to click on it, quantum fish. You ain't got to click on it. Just don't watch it. If you want to wait till Adventures in Golf comes out and watch Eric Anders Lang play golf in Mumbai, then watch that. But who cares if you almost lost your house? That's stupid. You're stupid. That's what my dad used to call a stupid tax. That's a tax for being an idiot. <laughs> so if that ain't me, let me bet on it. If I got a problem with meth, then I don't need to move to Oregon. So just shut the, shut up. It pisses me off. Let the PGA Tour have these partnerships, drive revenue, make more money, maybe make a better product. And you know what? This whole NBC thing is probably going to suck. It, it's probably going to suck the first few times out. A lot like our show with the, all this new technology. Right, or maybe you think it sucks without it. But when you try something new, it it sucks a little bit, and I don't know if they're going to get it right. But props to them for trying something different, and and maybe appeasing to an audience that St. Williams twenty twenty one hasn't heard of. It's it's amazing to me too that how like there's just so many people in the golf world out there that just. Like don't want to adapt. They don't want to do anything new. They don't. They don't want to, you know, see anything change. They just want everything to stay the same and whatever else. But yeah, I, I agree. Props to the tour for what they're doing to try to try to do something in the gambling industry, and uh, it's good. It's good for all involved, as far as I'm concerned, except for Quantum Fish. And what the hell kind of Twitter feed name is Quantum Fish? <laughs> what the f does that even mean? I'm looking at these YouTube comments on this scratch on this scratch thing. This guy says, really sad the channel has lowered the standard to this. Advertising gambling is not a good image. Unsubbing. Mm. I'm, if you can't see me right now, I'm long blinking, which means WTF. Another guy, Justin Elliott, who's a stooge. 
This is an insult to the brand. Sorry, guys. Gotta leave you behind. Oh, 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 sh oh, oh, wait a God. minute. Justin Elliott left us behind. God, Justin left the building. We need to quit what we're doing. I, mm. Jacob Novotny. I absolutely love the adventuring golf series. Yeah, we know you do. But promoting and cashing on betting right off of that, that's hard to swallow. Well, I bet you swallow something else on a regular basis, Jacob, is your problem. No, Give me God. a freaking break. And gambling, this guy whose name is Cheese on YouTube. Just Oh, no, I'm sorry, Geese. What, gambling is just like heroin and any other addiction. It can easily destroy your whole life if you don't treat it with the proper respect. Is this Sesame Street? Like, what the, what, what the hell are we living? This is 2021 United States of America. I can gamble on a little something. Like, this these dudes probably have six drinks at a bar and get behind the wheel, and you're gonna gripe at me for throwing eight dollars on Luke List. God, give me a break. All right, I'm out. <laughs> I think you can end on that. I have nothing else to add to this this putter throw, which was fantastic, by the way, DB. Good job. Uh, all right, I'm all fired up. TJ After Dark, we're coming for you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you hung in here this long, we appreciate you. You're you're the you're the real you're the real stars, not Quantum Fish and St. Williams. Itches. All right. Best of luck in the Farmers Insurance Open. May your screens be green. Tour junkies. See ya.